welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am still your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow host, Matthew O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. It's almost Christmas time. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Wait, so Christmas is on a... Mo- oh, so yeah, so we could podcast like normal. We're good. Podcast like normal? Yeah, on Tuesday night. Christmas is on a Monday. Uh, so there'll be a podcast next week. There should be. Yeah. So we're going to pot- we're gonna, we're gonna open presents on Monday. Sure. We're going to podcast on Tuesday. Okay. We're going to go snowboarding in New York on Wednesday. And then? Then it's going to be Thursday. And we will uh, probably sit at home. Then it'll be Friday. We'll probably sit at home. And then Thursday, we're going out to our Dynasty Nerds Christmas dinner. And then? And then uh, it's New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to Disney World. Me and Mickey are about to kick it. No and then. And that's it. And then there'll be no podcast then. Yep. So this week, uh, this week there is a podcast. Before before the holidays, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, I think that's going on right now. Shalom. Uh, if you celebrate Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, whatever you want to celebrate, good. I just say happy holidays. I want to say Kwanzaa's after this year. I, I don't. I, I can't remember. I don't know. I celebrate Christmas. That's all I know. I've got a calendar with all the different days on them. Yeah, uh, and to me, it's not even a religious holiday. It's a kid's holiday. That's the way I look at it. Christmas. So, yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, if it's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like nothing. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I buy everything I want. I don't understand why people think I need things still. I'm. I'm old enough. I know. I, do not. I feel the same exact, and that's why I'm the worst Christmas buy gift buyer in the world. Like literally, I'm the worst gift buyer because I feel like my wife has everything she needs. So, like, and then finally, she's like, "What do you want?" I was like, "I literally don't want anything." And I was like, "You know what? I could go for a new snowboard jacket." So I went on Burton.com. Like, oh, I like this jacket. You know, it's a nice gray jacket. Uh, I go, wife, did you buy me a new Christmas present yet? And she's like, "Yes." I'm like, "Ah." She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "I want the snowboard jacket." Oh, well, I'll just buy it. I'll just buy it. Bought yep. it. Bought some new good underlayment pants, too, for myself. Got those as well. So that's my problem. I buy everything I want immediately. Immediately. Yeah, I, I'm just going for socks this year. I'm just like, yeah, just give me some warm socks. Yeah, who doesn't want socks? And then my wife's like so into Christmas and presents. Like, she can't fathom the idea. I literally don't want anything. Yeah. So the worst part is she usually buys me something I don't want. Uh, that usually ends up in a box, and I just look at it as a waste of money, which I hate doing is wasting money. My wife, on the other hand, loves to waste money. <laughs> so I work very hard so she can waste the money very frivolously. Mm, that uh, sounds enjoyable. I tell her to stop doing it, but she does not do it. Like, I'm on my phone all day, like, looking at football news and, like, who's hurt, who's not hurt, what kind of, like, tidbit of information I can get to make my dynasty team better. She's on the phone looking at nude clothes all the time. Like every time I walk by her, she's on the phone looking at like like I just see like people like chicks modeling clothes and she's mm-hmm. just like scrolling with her finger. And I just want to like take that phone, smash it against the ground, like stop spending her money, wife. I want to retire one day. <laughs> one of these days. Good thing I win a lot of fantasy football championships, otherwise these bills would never get paid. Wait a minute, is it championship week? It's championship oh week. Oh my god, you're playing for a chip, right? I am in our uh, Dynasty Nerds uh, Superflex League. Yeah, good, good. I'm playing for four championships. I literally squeaked by. You told me 0.5 points in the new uh, Superflex. In in our brand new inaugural Superflex League, you are in the championship. That's a good look for you because we started this new league. You're in the championship. I've got the fourth pick overall. I hate my team. It's a bad roster. Right. But, you know, 
got to start somewhere. I was. I, I, I'm gonna be like Drake. I'm gonna start from the bottom and then yeah. I'm gonna end up wherever he is, which is here. I was up by like less than nine points, and the guy I was going against, Joel, had had um, Julio Jones going. I didn't even watch the game. I couldn't. I was like, forget it. I, I've got this. You know, I'm definitely losing this game. And then I woke up in the morning and. Point five I, points. I would have guaranteed you're going to lose too, because like I think out of his career stats, Julio has his career best average versus Tampa Bay. He scored fifty something last time he played Tampa Bay, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, so I was so, like, oh, there's like, no way. Like historically, those are his best games. Right. So somebody asked me like, oh, you like Julio this week? I'm like, yeah, this dude. He always does good versus Tampa. Why wouldn't I like Julio? Right. And he shows up and he does nothing. So congrats on the Superflex League. Um, yes, I'm playing for four titles. I got a lot of third. I lost. I lost. I, I faced Todd Gurley. Right. And uh. Two, two, three. I, f- I faced Todd Gurley in three leagues, so I lost all three of those. Well, I, th- I'm not in the championship. The one that you know our longstanding dynasty, the one that you are in, you are in that one. Yes, I, will. I, lo- I lost this. I lost this past week to a guy that had Kareem Hunt go berserk and Lashawn McCoy went pretty berserk. nuts as well. So. That will kill you. Yep. Yeah, I, I put a tweet out saying, "Listen, it's games like today that Todd Gurley had, where you have the best team in your league." The most points, the number one seed, you have the most points by 200 compared to second place, and a game like one game like Todd Gurley single-handedly ruins your season. It's that hard to win a fantasy football championship. We've been preaching it all year. Like All you got to do is get in because once you get in, the best team doesn't always win. Nope. I'm in a redraft league. I had the best team, hands down. I had 100 more points than the second-place team. My team was awesome. Number one seed, only lost one game all year long. And then here we are, uh, semifinals, and I had scored 82 points. It was my worst showing all week. I mean, um, in, in that league, that was the one that I won three in a row, and, and my, my team was going downhill. I was just kind of trying to hold on for maybe one one more shot at the ring. So I, I think he had a better team than me anyway. So, oh, in our, so, in our yeah, league? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad losing that one. Like, uh, that's okay. I'm very happy. Uh, we are speaking of the original Dynasty Nerds League. Mm-hmm. The whole league that led to DynastyNerds.com in this podcast as we speak is the 15-year-old league. Um, I, yes, I am in the finals. Mm-hmm. I feel very good about it. It's my pride and joy. It's a team I always root for. People ask me, like, Richard, in 19 leagues, how do you root for it? I always go back to it. I root for my one high-stakes redraft league, and then I root for my Dynasty team, and everything else is just business. Uh, but this is a team that is always going to be my favorite. It's my number one team that I root for. So I'm back in the finals, going for my third championship. Uh, I have a lot of second-place finishes. I do not want to add another second-place trophy to that mantle. So hopefully I get through. He has Antonio Brown, so it does give me a little bit of an edge. Um, actually, I wouldn't say it really gives me an edge. It helps me out to where I would have been, I suppose. It's yeah, Like I explained to you, you always want to be going in your championship game with all of your bullets, and he's missing a pretty big bullet. I also am missing that same bullet. In, you lost Antonio in, Brown for Superflex. In the Superflex League, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, but, you know, it is yeah, what I'm, it is. I'm happy to be in four ships. Um, like people are like, well, Rich, you're in uh, 19 leagues. Well, like three, four of those leagues, I had no, there were dynasty leagues. I knew I wasn't going to win the title right. in four of those, no right. matter what. Um, and then I know going into a lot of my leagues and going into the playoffs, I had Alvin Kamara two weeks ago, and he got a concussion, and it killed me. It, it cost me multiple games that Alvin Kamara missed. And then last week I had three games against Todd Gurley. Just so happened to be all three games versus Todd Gurley. And that wiped me out. So again, it just shows how hard it is to be there. So I tell people like, Oh yeah, I'm playing for four titles. If somebody came at me and said, Oh, well you're in 19 leagues. Like, let me see you do 
four championships in 19 leagues. If I win four, I come away very happy. Absolutely. Uh, and take those with some third-place finishes, and guess what? It's a pretty profitable year. I know. I so know. I'm pretty happy about that. So hopefully everybody else that's listening is going to the uh, championship game as well. If you're not, don't worry. We're going to help you get there eventually. Exactly. We're going to be coming up with some nice rookie content right around the corner. Oh, I can't wait. Today our episode is going to be on players that we think you should buy low. So – before we get into our news and notes, I just want to get the context of this. Actually, you know what? Let's just get into the news and notes, and let's get into it. That we don't, yep. have, to, that we don't have a little hiatus. We don't have to reset and all that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. So let's let's not digress, shall we? Uh, big news. Well, not actually, no, not big news. Aaron Rodgers goes back on IR. The Packers are out of it. They say, hey, you know, let's let this guy heal up. Let him be good. It, it doesn't make a difference to you. I told everybody right. to start Aaron Rodgers last week. He, he throws three interceptions. Hey, hey, it's Aaron Rodgers. He was taking it? some hits, and, and he was in obvious pain. He was wincing and stuff like that. He was not himself. No. And he tried to rush back just so he can make a playoff push. Now that that's out, you know, out the window. You He's know, out the window. Might as well put him on IR and, and move on with your day. So that's not big news there. No, no, it's not. Um, another news and notes. Uh, I saw a report today from Benjamin Albright, who is out of Denver, saying, that the Broncos are very, very interested in trying to lock up Cody Lattimore, the firm, former second-round pick out of Indiana, who is a real nice rookie pick. Uh, I think early second-round pick we had him slot at when he came on the rookie draft. They said they really like him as an up-and-coming receiver, so they want to lock him up. I went on a waiver wire in all my dynasty league to see if he was available. He was available in one league. I did pick him up in that league. I recommend you do the same. A nice bottom-the-stat roster guy. Um, if they do go out there and get Kirk Cousins, which there's a report that the Denver Broncos are going to push hard for Kirk Cousins, this could be a big boost to a guy like Cody Lattimore, definitely if they lock him up. That would seem like a very John Elway type of thing to do is to go out and get a veteran guy and, and try to plug him in. Because, I mean, their team's ready. Their, their window's still open there with that defense. You know, I, I would make the case that any team should go out there and get a veteran guy like Kirk Cousins because the difference that a quarterback makes is pretty damn drastic. Um, they have a good quarterback on your roster. It, it literally is the difference between being a good football team and a not good, not good football team. So you go out there and get a guy like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's going to make your team pretty relevant. I mean, you have a substantial roster around him. Yeah, so. I think it, I think it might be tricky to get him under the cap. They might have to cut some of those older guys. Maybe even you know Demaris Thomas. Thomas type and of that guy. That gives or, Cody Lattimore a big right. boost as well. So check your check your waiver wires. If Cody Lattimore is available on the waiver wire, I highly recommend picking him up. It's not going to cost you much. Um, so. In the topic of a buy lows, buy low for free. And maybe, just maybe, you can put a roster, a trade offer out there for maybe, say you have a five-round rookie draft pick. You offer a fifth form just to see. And it's just as good of a gamble on that for a guy that's been in the league for four years than it is taking somebody in the fifth round. Uh, remember, those fifth-round picks very rarely pan out. Like yeah, that's a 1% that's, of those might. Yeah, that's... That's, that, yes, and that's stating like, it lightly. Yep. Out of all the fifth round picks in the world, right? I mean, there are obviously exceptions. You know, you get you get good guys. I think I got Tyreek uh, Hill, Tyreek Hill, a few years back. Those outliers, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, I, yeah, I know I have a couple fifth round picks as well that have uh, pan out as well. You, so, you always hit on a random tight end in the fifth round, stuff like that. But so Cody Latimer, wide receiver, Denver Broncos, jump on your waiver wire. CBs there. Maybe throw a turd Ferg offer out there and uh, get some uh, Cody Lattimore's on your roster. Another news and notes, they benched uh, Doug Martin for Payne Barber. Payne Barber did jack squat, but they still benched him. Uh, something about him missing a meeting and whatnot, but listen, his, his, I think he's making like $8 million a year. He gone. He's definitely gone. He is gone. Mm-hmm. No no need to sit here and ponder if Peyton Matt Barber is the man going forward. He won't be the no, man No, they're going to draft somebody. They're going to draft a guy. Right. They'll sign a guy, something. 
There's going to be new fresh legs in there in Tampa Bay going next year. Doug Martin, we'll see. Sometimes it's hard for a running back to sign somewhere, but he'll sign somewhere. But when he does sign somewhere, it's most likely to be in a competition. Remember, we've been we've been ripping Doug Martin for years. I know I had my bold predictions this year that he would be pretty good when he came back. What a colossal miss that was. The crystal ball must have been a little foggy that day or that uh, selection. But he is no bueno, and I predict his roller coaster ride wherever he goes will keep that roller coaster ride. I will hold Doug Martin because uh, his value's at a zero point zero today. But once he gets traded in that like hype train, maybe maybe he signs somewhere prior to the draft. I will then trade him for any kind of sandwich I can get, even a poop sandwich. Eh, not necessarily a poop sandwich. I mean, you said any sandwich. That's the only reason I'm asking. Any edible sandwich. All right, all right. Let me remember that way. I didn't, you know, so fair enough. Satisfy my hunger. Fair enough, fair enough. So Doug Martin, his value right now, low. Uh, it has nowhere to go but up. Once that needle moves, jump on it. Almost like I tried to jump on that Bitcoin cash today, and it wouldn't let me. Couldn't then, get on there. And then tripled in price. Couldn't get on I there. It was about $1,000 worth, and it said transaction cannot go through. I kept trying for an hour. It didn't go through. I looked on it an hour later, and the price tripled. Sorry, man. I'm still reeling. I know. I know. Moving on. Moving on. Antonio Brown. He does, gone. We talked about yeah, it. He's, yeah, we, we mentioned it, uh, but he's not going to play week 16. I, I would imagine he'll probably sit out week 17, too, and just come back for the playoffs. I said playoffs, yeah. yeah. Partially torn calf. What a huge, huge uh, loss for your, your dynasty team. Yeah. That, I mean, he in our league here, in our stats, it shows him as the number one guy right now as wide receivers. As far as points, fantasy points in a PPR. So. He's got, I think, 100 receptions for five straight years. Uh, future Hall of Fame. The, the guy's he's in a league of his own. He's a, It's a he big really loss is. to your team. Yep. So, there's not really – it's going to give a boost to Juju Smith. It's going to give a boost to Martavis Bryant. This will let the Steelers see what they have in Martavis Bryant a little bit more, which is going to be nice. Maybe this – we were talking about this when it came to buy low. Martavis Bryant, is he considered to buy low? Is the ADP right where he needs to be? You know, he's going to sign somewhere else this offseason, most likely with the emergence of Juju Smith. The scheme's going to change things. So we didn't necessarily put Martavis Bryant on the buy low segment because we kind of feel like he's right where he needs to be. Yes. Uh, it, it was it was debated, but we couldn't really come to the conclusion that we thought he was low. But, I mean, he, he has potential, obviously, if he goes somewhere to blow up. I mean, as the number one, a true number one wide receiver. Yeah, we use DynastyLeagueFootball.com for our ADP currently. Juju Smith is an ADP of 35, uh, which to me, it's, it's, I mean, it's not bad. It's pretty high. I don't know if I'd still, I mean, I like Juju. I do, but from not, not like him in the draft at all. So Martavis Bryant's got an ADP of 78. 78, right. So maybe that is kind of a buy low because, I mean, he's behind Marvin Jones. He's behind Robbie Anderson. Uh, he's behind Jamison Crowder. He's behind, like, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean. Yeah, he's behind Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, I'll take Martavis Bryant over Kelvin Benjamin any day of the week. He's behind Jordy Nelson. Give me Martavis Bryant over jo- – talk about Jordy Nelson at 60 over – now, granted – this is probably what month is this for ADP? This is currently the December, so it's not too. It's, yeah, it should be it's pretty recent, semi up to date. Yeah, so maybe Martavis is kind of a a buy low. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at that at that price point, I think he is. And when you look at buy low, so when we say buy low, it doesn't have to mean like oh buy low, like he's like he trash. has no value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just means where his current ADP is. So. Right now, all those players ahead of him, I would much rather have Martavis Bryant because of the like the upside of him signing somewhere and being that number one guy. 
Mark Davis for me just worries me is if he does get paid and he's that number one guy, is he the kind of player that's going to go out there and go get it? You know what I mean? Or is he the kind of guy that's going to go out there and kind of just maybe get suspended again, maybe just not care as much? He's kind of like a diva. And I know why, why receivers are divas, but there's a lot of red flags when it comes to Martavis. Right. There but, definitely are. But when it comes to Jordy Nelson, if I could flip Jordy Nelson right now for Martavis Bryant, in a second, I'd, I would actually give Jordy Nelson and like a fourth to get Martavis if I had to. Yeah, for sure. What, you don't think a fourth is valuable? No, I don't think a fourth is valuable at what all. What an overrated draft pick it is. <laughs> uh, so before getting to buy lows, one more news and note. Uh, Hunter Henry's on IR with a last area to kidney. Yeah, basically that, that that cheap shot. Did you watch the game? Like he got he got basically. I missed a hit. Yeah, he got blasted from behind. Um, something. Yeah, it was a total dick move on, like a turnover type of thing. And, and apparently lacerated his kidney. But you know what? This this allows these last two games. At least, I, at least I believe that was the play that happened on. I guess I, I didn't stick around to, to watch the rest. I didn't rest. see it at all. Yeah, so. I was kind of red zoning it. So. But this, uh, this lets Antonio Gates go out with a little bit more shine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's going to finish off the year as the uh, you know the only tight end option there. So let's get in some buy lows, shall we? The whole topic of this show, the whole reason we sit here on a Tuesday night to talk to the people, to talk to the masses. Right. Uh, so like we mentioned before, a buy low is somebody that we feel is you can flip somebody for a better player, essentially, that their value is slightly lower than we should be. So a prime example is we made the whole podcast we talked about last week, which I'm very proud of, had some really good response from it about Devontae Adams that Devontae Adams was very underrated, that we would take Mike Evans over Devontae Adams. A couple of tweeted, people tweeted me that you're absolutely insane, and that's fine. That makes sense, too. You know what I mean? Uh, the only concern you would have with Devontae Adams is that he is also a possible free agent, and he might go elsewhere. So if he leaves Green Bay, that's where it can get worrisome. If he resigns with Green Bay, he stays in Green Bay, whether it's franchise tag or long-term contract, I would take him over Mike Evans. They're both the same age. Uh, him and Mike Thomas both are coming off wide receiver one years, mm-hmm. which is very impressive and as a 25-year-old wide receiver to have back-to-back wide receiver one years. That is very, very impressive. Guess what? Who's not doing that? Mike Evans isn't doing it. No, he, he's been a yo-yo a little bit here lately. So um, I'm going to use Mike Evans with an ADP of 23 currently as a player to buy low. Now, I won't go into it because we talked about it for about 35 minutes last week on the podcast. So if you under, if you want to listen to that, go back and listen to last week's podcast if you haven't checked it out. We made a very strong case, and then we had Devontae Adams in the top six overall of Dynasty ADP, period. Right. I think you, I think you might have said Mike um, Mike Evans. You meant Devontae Adams, so, right? Yes. I okay. would take Devontae Adams over Mike Evans currently. Okay. All right. If I had a redraft today and I was on the clock at number six and it was Mike Evans sitting there and Devontae Adams, I would currently select – Devonte adams yeah and obviously it does you know him staying in green bay makes a big difference but why i mean why if you're green bay would you let that guy walk out the door yeah now i mean i would cut jordy Nelson. right you, you they would let other people go yes before they, and I think you resign him. him and you right. give him all jordy's the money and then something you pay him about 13 14 million dollars a year you lock him up to a five-year contract and you'd be very happy with him and aaron Rodgers riding the that's sunset. The, i mean that's the one thing ted thompson doesn't do is is like let his own homegrown talent leave yeah, and he's that's been his, known to pay receivers that's what my right. case was like he's known to pay receivers he's paid jordy paid randall cobb for christ's sakes right. and who cares about randall cobb right i mean you could let you could cut randall cobb also i mean like cut one them of both. Those, yeah cut one of those guys then bring in geronimo <laughs> And then draft another guy. Right. And then he'll be sweet, too, and everybody's going to want him as well. I mean, every Packers receiver, Jared Aberderis, uh, 
Geronimo Allison, Jeff all these Janice. guys. Jeff Janis. Yeah. They're all like little dynasty darlings there for a second. They are. None of them turn out to be too much. But Devontae Adams is a gem. Yeah. So I would consider Devontae Adams a buy low. With an ADP of 23, I feel that's too low when I haven't given him an ADP of top six overall. Another guy on my list, Cooper Cup, wide receiver. ADP, 55. To me, that might be where he needs to be. But to me, that's a little bit too low. Not too far too low. But we're talking about a guy that's a rookie. He's leading all rookies in receiving yards with 804. He's 58 receptions. Right now, he's currently wide receiver 25 in PPR leagues. That's a very high-end wide receiver three. That puts him almost as a wide receiver two. And when he came out, we said, hey, this is a guy that we can see is a very consistent wide receiver three for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And those guys are worth their weight in gold. Somebody that you could throw in your roster on a week-in, week-out basis, a guy like Cooper Cup, uh, if his value is really sitting at 55 right now and there's guys you can go out there and get for him, then I would definitely recommend it. Uh, a guy like, I'm trying to think of who's ahead of him here. So Devontae Parker and Corey Coleman. Would you rather have Cooper Cup? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think Cooper Cup did exactly what we kind of projected him to do. He came in, he made a pretty quick transition to the NFL because he was such a good route runner and he caught the ball really well. I mean, he didn't have great athletic numbers, and I think that's why he slipped in the draft a little bit. But, I, I mean, yeah, I would rather have Cooper Cup right now because he's producing he's immediately. Produce. Him and Jared Koff right. are going to be there together for a long time. Right. They have a really good rapport. I mean, it's mind-blowing that Will Fuller's at an ADP of 53 in two spots ahead of Cooper Cup because I would rather have Cooper Cup by literally a million miles more than Will Fuller. Right. For all the reasons I like Cooper Cup or like the exact opposite reason. I mean, you know, like the exact reasons I hate Will Fuller. Like Will Fuller doesn't catch the ball. He doesn't really run great routes. He just is fast, you know, and he gets behind the defense. Yeah. Like if I, I have a dynasty team and I live in Cleveland, right? And then I, have, like, I knew somebody that lived in Cincinnati, and I had a, and it, which is four and a half hours from here. And they said, hey, you, I will trade you Will Fuller or Cooper Cup for Will Fuller, but you have to drive down here and pick up that Will Fuller Cooper Cup share, I would drive four and a half hours <laughs> to give him Will Fuller share and drive back with my Cooper Cup share and spend my nine hours of my life smiling, saying, "Yes, I got out from Will Fuller." And listen, I know Will Fuller had some good games when Deshaun Watson was there, but he's not tricking me. Okay, he's not fooling either one of us, no, my no. friend. I will pass on that grass because I'm still not committed to Will Fuller. And listen, maybe I'll be wrong because there is that small window of hope. That he did do so well. He like, caught a touchdown every game with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's coming back next year. But listen, I'm not having it. Give me some Cooper Cup. I want the Moscow Mule, goddammit. I said yep. the word Jesus Christ and goddammit all in five minutes span. You're really dropping them here today. It's a Christmas spirit. Uh-huh. Yabba-dabba-doo. <laughs> um, so what do you think about that, Cooper Cup? Do you think it's... Do you think ADP of 55 is right where he needs to be, or would you move him up to around... Like the the 40s. Yeah, I think I think the low 40s to mid 40s, uh, you know, a nice little almost almost a full round bump there would be what I would see. So it's not a, it's about a full round higher is where you take them. Yeah. And what's what's tough is this when I was going through the ADP is like for guys to buy low, it's kind of hard for me to find some guys today, and that will probably change throughout the offseason. I know we're going to do another buy low probably somewhere around like March, somewhere around there. Uh, but a lot of guys were like, where they kind of need to be. I saw a lot more uh, sell high. 
Sure. Yeah, that would be. So next week's right. episode, we're gonna have we're gonna have tons of names. But right now, it's kind of like we're nitpicking guy like Cooper Cup. Like you should go out there and get Cooper Cup shares, which is again, is it gonna be really too easy because he is the number one receiving rookie? Yes, he is. So, uh, but it's it still undervalued. So let's move on to another guy here, Cameron Meredith, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Going to be a restricted free agent here come this offseason. Has an ADP of ninety. He's only 25 years old, but he is going to be the bona fide number one receiver there in Chicago when he comes back. He's six foot three, 207 pounds. Came off a really impressive uh, year with the, you know, what do you have about? I can't remember. 66 catches, 888 yards, and four touchdowns at, was it 50? Yeah, 15. Wait, what year is it now? It's it's 17. It was uh, So if you take 17 and you subtract. minus 15. Maybe two years ago, so that's wrong. So in 2016 uh, is when he did that. Some sort of math genius. God, it's so hard to find these numbers out here. Mm-hmm. So in 2018, he's going to be a restricted free agent. I, they're going to tender him. Nobody's going to sign him because he's going to have an injury. It's going to give him a year to kind of show what he has. What do you think of Cam Meredith? Are you buying Cam Meredith? Right now, the ADP of 90, which means he's pretty obtainable. Uh, he's behind a lot of guys here. I mean, there's guys like... You know, Amir Abdullah is 85. Amir Abdullah or Cam Meredith? Cam, uh, Cam, for me, Cam Meredith, I, I haven't been a big Amir Abdullah fan ever, and now he's getting benched, basically, more or less. Jordy Nelson or Cam Meredith? I mean, Cam, Cam Meredith, with the hopes of that it's a more high upside pick, you know, for the future, obviously. I mean, that's that's where I see him. If you're if you're picking up where we're laying down, Jordy Nelson's name's going to be on the sell high. <laughs> 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 that's even if you can. I mean... When it, when, and I'm going to talk about this next week, but when it goes to Jordy Nelson, if I'm trying to sell him. So if you want to do, get ahead of the game here, uh, you got to use the point. He's going to have Aaron Rodgers back next year, man. He's going to be way better than this. Things aren't going to get better for Jordy Nelson. He's going to be 30. He's 33. It's not going to get better. This this might be the end of the road. The, yeah. Boys the men. Hit mm-hmm. it. Hit it. Uh, so Cam Meredith, it's an intriguing prospect. You know, a lot of you know bad things going on there in Chicago, but they do have a good running game in Jordan Howard, and they have Tariq Cohen. They've got a young quarterback. They got Shaheen. I mean, he might be the last you know major piece that they need. To they might sign a, somebody in the off season by yeah, a free agency. Yep. Another may draft another guy as well. Yep. And the upside was there before that. We were excited about him, and right now those guys that get hurt are kind of thrown they're, by the wayside. They're forgotten. They're the know? forgotten man. Is yep. Allen Robinson a little bit cheaper? Probably. We don't know where he's going to sign. Right. That might skyrocket or drop a little bit, depending on what team he signs with. Same thing with like a Dalvin Cook. Does his value drop just a little bit because of the ACL injury? Probably not. Probably not. Because he showed enough and he was young enough that it was, you know, ACLs aren't as scary as they used to be. No. But meanwhile, Leonard Fournette's ankle injury... Well, that's like a chronic week to week thing, you know, yeah. almost, and it's it's starting to creep into oh now now my hamstrings or or not my hamstring my quad, so uh, hold on hold on, let me get my crystal ball here oh crystal gosh. ball yes. <sighs> Will we be talking about Leonard Fournette next week? Odds are looking good. Oh man, here oh, we go! Wow, okay, see you next week, Leonard. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Cam Meredith. I think it's worth throwing some feelers out there to see what you can get. It's on somebody's IR. Maybe they don't have room for them. Maybe you get them for a draft pick. Would you – okay, here's a good value. Would you rather have a 2018 second-round pick or Cam Meredith? Now, that's going to be tough because I my first gut tells me, give me the second-round pick. Huh. It depends on where the, the pick's going to be. You said Say it's 2-6. Two, 2-6. Six. 
Two, right in the middle. middle We're smack the in the round. middle. Because nobody's going to be like 2-1 for Cam Meredith. No, I think I'll take Cam Meredith. Yeah, that's what I'm I think Because I think it's, right it's, it's proven. He's proven that he can do it. It's just a matter of whether or not he can stay healthy. Okay. So like, a, if you can get Cam Meredith for like a mid to late second round pick, preferably the later the better, um, maybe you do one of those sexy trick trades where you give like a third, a fourth, and uh, Doug Martin. <laughs> oh, my God. Meredith. You gotta be some uh, sort of magician for that kind of trading. But even just look at your roster at this time, you know, you're evaluating evaluating your dynasty roster. There's gonna be some guys. Okay, so look, you gotta bring some guys up from your taxi squad, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody has room for those guys, so those are tough decisions as well. You gotta make like, okay, I gotta trim some fat here. Right. And some of that fat might still have some delicious filet mignon on it. Mm. Uh, or well, filet mignon doesn't have re- uh, fat on it. Maybe it has some delicious prime rib on it still. Oh, so you're like, prime rib is so good. I, yeah, I can't just throw this delicious prime. I, I know I'm stuffed, right? I know I can't eat anymore. But I cannot find myself to throw this delicious prime rib into the garbage. I will find somebody to eat this. Oh. Wife, come here. You're stuffed too? Okay. I'll, at the very least, I'm going to give it to my dog and give it a special treat. You said prime rib and I, my mouth just started watering. Mine did a little bit too. Yeah, sorry. So, you know, it's a big decision to make a lot of times when you got to make these roster moves. You got guys in your taxi squad that you don't want to cut yet, or you just know you can't cut them. Um, like I have a guy in our, like, and Corey Coleman is still in my taxi squad in our league where I'm in the championship dynasty league because yes. Yes, I have nobody is. I want to cut to bring him up. Right, he's not worthy of it. I don't, you're, if you're not going to play him, there's no yes. sense in cutting a guy just to bring him on your roster just to have him, your roster year, look better. Next I mean, year, I have to bring him up, so I'm going to be making a cut regardless. But things can happen in the offseason. I always push that off until the very last You always day. push it off. Like, you know? And that's why you pick people up on the bottom of the roster just to have, like Cody yeah. Lattimore, I picked him up in that league. Yeah. If he re-signs in Denver, then you re-sign him, great. I'll find somebody else to cut, or I'll make a trade viable. So sometimes a guy like you know Cam Meredith, maybe you do make a two-for-one trade because you need the roster space. So sometimes you're going to be making trades for a guy that might have upside like this. You'll be trading guys that you're most likely going to cut anyways that aren't bad but guys that just aren't good enough to make your roster. So you look at this now, you look at your overall dynasty roster, and you say, okay, I got to bring you know, player A, player B up. And you always got to put in the factor that the guy you draft in the first round might be pretty successful, a la like an Alvin Kamara, that you might have to put on your active roster as well. So you always want to have a spot on you your You always want to have a buffer, yeah. Yes, you always need that buffer spot for A, to bring up somebody off your taxi squad, whether it be injury or, or just shut down for a week and they're not on IR, so you can't put them on IR, or you just need that bi-week filler. So you need that buffer no matter what. So you want to make sure you take a group of guys on your roster, and this is going to be a good time to make a package deal where you take a guy like a John Brown, a Doug Martin, and you know player X and maybe a draft pick to get a guy like a Cam Meredith and then either get another draft pick or maybe just do it just for a draft pick period, right? right. Maybe you... Maybe take a couple guys that are okay, well-known guys. You're never going to start them, right? Not on your roster because it's so great because you've been listening to Dice Center's podcast for the last three and a half years. Um, and you trade just for a second. And you're giving them a good package for a guy for a second, but you're giving that poop sandwich for something that you can invest in and stash on your taxi. As it's a, I mean, it, it, it's a twofold thing. It clears space for, you know, for guys you could ought to bring up to your from your, your taxi squad, and it also gives you a, a – more roster flexibility with a draft pick, and you know you can bounce those usually up and down off the taxi squad. Yeah, maybe trade for a guy that has tax rookie rights, a guy like maybe like Chris Godwin. I think Chris Godwin's a good buy low. Uh, former Penn State receiver was probably a second round pick in last year's draft. Doesn't have a lot of play this year, 
But listen, I think he's shown enough, though. He's shown enough to me where I think Deshaun Jackson is going to be kind of pushed aside. I think Chris Godwin's going to take a really nice step next year where Chris Godwin's going to be a little bit more harder to get. So if I can come back and give a couple players and a second for Chris Godwin, then I might do that to have my roster as well to make room. That's a good. That's a really good strategy. I mean, I, I usually. I mean, a lot of the times when I'm making trades, it's it's. I I keep all of that in the back of my head. You know, is this good for my roster? Is this good for? Am I going to be able to fit everybody up and down? And and if it doesn't make sense on all those levels, I usually don't make a trade. You know, so it, that's that's definitely something you have to keep in the back of your mind when you're making trades. Yeah, you need that flexibility because otherwise you're going to get into this off season yeah. and there's going to be like somebody on a waiver wire that you want to pick up, and then you're going to be hesitant about it because you're going to have nobody to cut. You're not going to pick him up because you didn't want to cut player A. Right. A lot. Like, I mean, yeah. Like ahead. Keelan Cole, for example. Right. Like Keelan Cole would be somebody you'd want to pick him up on your waiver wire, like late, early in, like early in the season, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at and you got a guy like maybe you know Chris Ivory on your roster. Now, obviously, you'd rather have Keelan Cole today than Chris Ivory, but you're gonna at the time you're like, oh, I can't cut Chris Ivory. You know, Leonard Fournette's banged up right now. In the long-term plays, clearly I uh, Keelan Cole, right. but you're not driving Chris Ivory just because you're being selfish with your roster. You know somebody else is going to pick him up. Maybe that person picks him up, he plays you, and then you're eliminated from the playoffs because Leonard Fournette didn't play. Chris Ivory had six receptions for 90 yards, and you're kicking yourself in the tuchus. You never want to kick yourself in the tuchus. So you need that buffer so you don't have to kick yourself in the tuchus. No tuchus kicking then. Um, carry on with the show, shall we? Let's do this. Another, I have another Rams receiver on this on this list. Another one, Robert Woods. Okay, ADP of ninety two, which is behind Cooper Cup, which is behind a lot of people. Yeah, ninety two is pretty low. Um, so, obviously, he came on quite a bit here this season, and I would imagine the ADP just kind of hasn't reacted to that yet. I don't know, man. The guy is currently wide receiver twenty seven on the year, and that's after missing the last three weeks. Uh, that's so, what that's what I mean. I think his ADP is going to go up. I, I just think I think this ADP hasn't uh, hasn't adjusted for for his production. I think this year, or maybe it has, and and you know that's how far down he was. I mean, he just signed his long term contract this off season. Him and Jared Goff is doing are obviously have a really good rapport. Todd Gurley is playing like a god possessed. Who's going to open all these wide receivers games? He's the number one receiver there. His deep game has been tremendous. He came back without losing a step this week with Jared Goff. I think Robert Woods is locked in as a mid-range wide receiver two to low-end wide receiver two, which, again, is worth tremendous weight in it's gold. very valuable. With yeah. a ADP of 92, I can see right now something dying. And granted, remember, all these leagues are going to be different. So and he, I mean, he has potential to blow up any given week, too. I he mean, could be a wide receiver one the way this offense is working yeah, correctly. Absolutely. Definitely get that tight end game going, whether it be Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby, one of those guys as well. Um, they have a whole offseason to adjust this team as well. I like Robert Woods. I think an ADP of 92 is drastically way too low. I mean, he's behind guys like Amir Abdullah. He's behind Marlon Mack. Ugh. Yes, Marlon Mack. Psh, get out of here, Marlon Mack, people. He's behind Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones. I'm one of the vice presidents of his fan club. I mean, he's behind Cameron Meredith. <laughs> He's, Which is crazy. <laughs> he's behind Cameron Meredith. He's behind Lamar Miller. He's behind Jamison Crowder. He's behind Kelvin Benjamin. He's way behind Jordy Nelson. 
And I'm not going to lie. He's behind Golden Tate. I like Golden Tate. But listen, Golden Tate's 29. He's going to be 30. Mm -hmm. Give me the 25-year-old and his great up-and-coming offense. That's ridiculous. Will Fuller's got a wide ADP of 53. What kind of drugs are you smoking? I don't even want any of them because they make you that crazy and they can't be from the earth. And if it's not from the earth, it's probably going to kill you. So I don't want any of that either. Crack is whack, man. Yeah, it is very, very, very whack. Devontae Parker, Corey Coleman, they're 24-23. What have you shown me lately? You've shown me nothing. Give me Robert Woods. Give me out of the woods. Give me into the big city. I need this guy on my roster. I'm making offers. Hey, dude, I know Robert Woods had had a big year. I know it's probably nothing crazy. It's probably just one of the things because Todd Gurley, but what do you want for A little fluky one-hit wonder, but I'm I'm willing to take a shot on him. Listen, I'm a playoff contender. I can use another receiver. Here's what they're probably here's here is what they're most likely going to say to you. One, they're just not going to train them. Period. Right? I can see someone come at you going, "Give me your first round pick." Yeah, that would definitely be the price for Robert Woods. I think. And people are going to be like, I can see a lot of people saying their first instinct, instinct going, "Robert Woods for a first? Get that! Sh- get that! Sh- get out of here!" Listen, okay? You put that jar of lube down right now because I ain't bending over. All right? You are not sticking it to me. But in reality, you should immediately give up that first round pick for Robert Woods. Um, I, I mean, if you're a playoff team and it's going to be a, and it's a late round pick, I'd say yeah. Anywhere from pick, I'd say nine to twelve. That's where I was thinking. I am completely yep. okay with you giving Robert Woods. Listen, you're getting a 25 year old receiver who's been in the league for four years, who's acquainted in this offense, who solidified himself in this offense, who's paid, so he's not going anywhere. He's got a good rapport with Jared Goff. What else do you want out of a out of a first round pick? You're not getting the next Julio Jones most likely out of your first round pick. Not not at 9, 10, 11, 12, no. You take Robert Woods and you laugh yourself to the bank, my friend. You take Robert Woods. Don't get so hung up on Grant. We have all off season to talk about this, but sometimes this is where it comes to a good example of why sometimes first round picks can be overvalued because some people are going to think Robert Woods for first Rich, come on. You just talked about not doing drugs, and you got to obviously be doing drugs. Come on, Richard. Oh, Stop man. it. Only my wife and my mother called me Richard. Richard? I called you Richard, actually, too. Yeah, you call me Richard sometimes. My wife calls me Richard. I feel like some, the jig, something's going on. Uh-oh. Either one, the jig is she up. wants to make sweet love. Oh, man. Or number two. Taking us in the bedroom, huh? Well, that's not a bad idea. Um, whenever I can get there, you know. So... Um, <laughs> And I'm just—I completely lost focus. One of my friends tweeted me about something about uh, Coinbase Cash. There's a glitch, and the price went way up by accident. And everybody's dumping, so may I get it for a good price? But uh, so Robert Woods, you're okay with giving up a first for Robert Woods? A late first, yeah. So what if someone is? What if you had the eighth pick? Uh, you're getting out of my comfort zone uh-huh. a little bit with the eighth pick, but I, I would probably still do it there. Yeah, I want Robert Woods. I mean. I'm I'm more of a a show me type of guy. Once you're in the NFL, then all, all the potential of these guys. Yeah, it's like come on, that could be a padded bra. Show me what you got. Show me, show me what you're working please, with. Please, please. <laughs> um. So yeah, those are those rich, are some good buy. Rich never beg for it. I don't. Ever beg <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm not, please, listen, please. I'm I'm 38 years old. And I've never begged in my entire. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I. Ever. No, I don't think I ever have. Honestly, never. <laughs> I never. I never. I've always been uh not cocky, confident. Confident. Yes. That's probably a, the best way to describe Definitely when I was younger, some people come to girls and be like, 
you're very confident. I'm like, damn right I am. The greatest person you ever met. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're just an asshole. Uh, I'm that too. Yes. I can be Thanks both. Thanks for coming. I can you be want to talk about Dynasty Fantasy Football? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> um, so let's talk about some more guys. So most of those guys are my guys. Let's talk about some guys you are, you liked here. Guys that you took a different approach with, and I like your approach. You're going to get more into like the free agent kind of guys. Yeah, I mean, these are guys that I, I I just browsed down the list basically of guys and thought, hey, this guy this guy's going to be a free agent, or or this guy's just really low compared to where I think he you know think he belongs. So, so get into it. Uh, my first guy is, is what I could, would think is a pretty obvious guy um, in the quarterback market, AJ McCarron. Obviously, you know, this past week he even got into the game there in in Cincinnati. But uh, this is a guy, I believe he's is it is he going to rest- he's this is fourth year, so he'll be a free agent, right? There's or- a big uh, hearing on it. He's either going to be a restricted free agent because of the injury. He's he's challenging it, or he's going to be an outright free. agent. He's challenging it to become a, a unrestricted free agent. That that's what I. Yes. Okay. And okay. he'll get signed somewhere. Uh, still, most likely not going to be Cleveland. John Dorsey in town. Um, but he'll probably get signed somewhere. So if you're in a super flex league, it's it's worth testing a water on AJ McCarron because I'd be surprised if he was even available in a super flex league at this point. But but for a trade, but, but for a trade, yeah. We're yeah. talking about buy low. I mean, if you got to buy, you got to yep. go out there and pay something. Mm-hmm. So right, right, this isn't waiver wire pickups. This is buy low. True statement. True statement. So open up that e wallet and let's see what you got in there. Let's see how many buddy. bitcoins you got in there. Huh? Let's see how many bitcoins for AJ McCarron. Point <laughs> zero 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 one. Sold, sold to the highest bidder. Um, that, that costs about five hundred bucks right now. So as a as a superflex league savant like you are, who's playing in the championship, yes sir. What do you think his value is in a superflex league right now? Hard to say um, because we haven't gone through a full draft cycle or anything like that. So yet, you're not a savant. I wouldn't call myself a savant yet. I'm getting caught up. We'll I'm six months in. Damn it! I'm just gonna call myself a guru. All right, yeah, uh, you are a so, guru. <laughs> so AJ McCarron in a superflex league right now. I would see his value. It would be hard to me with, you know, just gamble on some of these rookie quarterbacks and the depth of this 18 class of where I see it today. It'd be hard for me to give up much more than a very, very late second. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think you're crazy. I don't think you could get him for that. No? You think it'd be higher than that? Yeah, I definitely do. See, I would just rather gamble on a Mason Rudolph or... You know, I'd rather just gamble on a Josh Allen or somebody. Like, but those guys are going to be going a, earlier, I think, than you think. No, go. I don't think so. See, I, that's where I think you're mistaken. I think you're going to overvalue the quarterback in these rookie drafts. Where, from the research I've talked to, guys that have been experienced superflex leagues about rookies going this year, trying to learn the value of them, mm-hmm. was that you're still going to take these stud offensive players. Like you're still taking Saquon Barkley one one. It doesn't matter because there's no Andrew Luck in this class. Right, um, he's a guarantee. None of these quarterbacks are going to be guaranteed. Right. You still have Baker Mayfield. You still have Josh Rosen. You still have Sam Darnold. You still have Josh Allen. So that's four quarterbacks. But you still have the guys up there like Darius Geis. People are going to still be very desperate in the in their. For the most part, some people are automatically going to have their quarterbacks. And if you have, if you invested in a super flex league where you have two good quality quarterbacks, you're yeah. M- plus, there's been so many injuries, so people that might have quarterbacks might still be drafting high in this league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, and yeah. you might which would give you obviously most likely a hole somewhere else. 
And if you're looking at like, oh, do I take Josh Allen here, who's someone of a question mark, or Darius Geis, you're going to take Darius Geis. You're going to take Cortland Sutton. You're still going to take those guys. So some of these guys are still going to get pushed back. So for me, if I'm going to invest a high second-round pick, then I'm clearly going to invest it in a rookie who I think has more upside. Because me personally, I don't think A.J. McCarron is going to be that great. I think A.J. McCarron is going to be more of like a Brian Hoyer. No, I I think he could be um well I think he could be a little bit more serviceable than Brian Hoyer. I mean just based just based on Brian Hoyer not, never being able to make it through like a three game stretch without injuring himself. Okay, I mean in that aspect, I mean talent wise, I mean what's he gonna be is he gonna be Andy Dalton? I, I mean I think I think him and Andy Dalton are similar. Yeah, so I mean Right. If it comes down to that, like so you're a super flex Andy Dalton's your quarterback number two, you're okay with that. But yeah. you're not happy about it. Right, and and this is a guy I think. I mean, in a non superflex league, you can you can get right now for free, and that's kind of why I put him on the list. I wasn't really thinking superflex. In superflex, I think I think you're going to have to give up a, probably a higher a higher okay. second round pick. So non superflex, he's almost free. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and then, but in, see that's the thing though. In non superflex, I almost don't even really want him either, because even then, in a non superflex, you could probably get Josh Rosen. Pick nine through two one two three two four, he'll be number one one overall most likely. So at the same time, and and, and, and non superflexes values. Even, I mean, like right? You those said, those he's guys are free. like those guys are like fifty percent bust rate though. Like any first round quarterback, fifty percent bust. Just any first round pick period is fifty percent bust. Right. But I, I mean, John Richardson I, was a bust. I think it's even higher in in quarterbacks. It, John is, Ross is going to be a bust. Who? John Ross. John Ross is going to be a bust. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I rubbed my ball. All right. Gross, man. Um, Dude, made of crystal. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that one. Um, it's the only one. All right, that matters. Um, when we do a podcast. But anyway, AJ McCarron, just a guy that I thought would be a nice guy to. You, you could inquire about him if somebody owns yes. him, and you could get him basically for free in a normal league. So let's talk in normal super, league, not super flex. In a super flex league, you, you he's know, most likely on your waiver wire. So you're saying pick him up, pick him up, or you know, just shoot a crappy offer to some guy, and I'm sure. He'll take anything for an AJ McCarron. Jordy Nelson for here you go. Jordy <laughs> Nelson for AJ McCarron and a second. You could. He says no. Then you go. Okay, you drive a hard bargain. Give me a third. There you go. You think Jordy Nelson? Would, okay, here's the question. Would you rather? And we're gonna talk about it next week, but let's get into it right this now for a second. Would you rather have a third round pick in eighteen or Jordy Nelson? Jordy Nelson. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, I probably uh. a third round pick, man. Here's the thing: I today say Jordy Nelson too, but I guarantee in twelve months, twelve months from now, we go. You know what? We should have taken that third round pick. Well, I mean, I think it's just silly because like, in a third you can get a decent player. Who cares? I mean, a third in a third in a regular and non super flex, you can get uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you you can pick up a quarterback. So you can get sure. a franchise quarterback. Yeah, in a non superflex. Yeah. Yeah, you can get an okay tight end usually in the third round. No, there are players in in the third round, but I'm just saying, I think Jordy Nelson has literally zero value going forward, pretty much. All right, I don't think it's that bad, but I think it is that bad, and I think it's not going to get better. Okay. So I mean, it, agree to disagree. Say, I don't think it's that bad. Well, let's say this. Okay, at the very very most, even if it's not as bad. One, we both agree they're going to resign Devonte Adams, right? I would, I would think so. Okay. Yes. So number what? No matter what, going next year is the number two on the team. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Right. Uh, which means they're going to get somebody else to kind of back them up. They have still have Randall Cobb there. 
I think at the very least next year, even if, he does, even if they don't cut him, if he does come back, he's next year is his last year, no matter what, which makes his value kind of down. So he wasn't really doing it. He hasn't done anything, man. He's just he's he's, he's had yeah he's had a rough year. We'll put it that way. Give me the next guy on your list. Um, Charles Sims was the next guy I kind of saw. I mean, okay, these guys, okay, both okay. of these guys are off the ADP. They're not even on ADP. So yes, that's how value. Um, they're that's, not even value. That's how low these guys value. What's are. their average draft position? Who knows? Waiver wire pickups. Waiver wire pickups. Yeah, they're they're not even drafted. So, um, guy, twenty seven years old. He's coming out of the fourth year on West Virginia, and he's a guy that caught fifty passes just a couple of years ago and, and if used properly once he moves on from Tampa Bay I think he can be a viable guy and literally he's free right now you can get Charles Sims for free I absolutely 100% agree if he's in the way where you should pick him up just to see where he signs because in the right offense this is a guy now we're I would consider us Charles Sims fanboys right we've loved him since he's come out of West Virginia we always we've been saying for a while though he probably won't hold his true value till he re-signs with another team. He's finally going to re-sign with another team. He is. He is. So let so finally Spread let's just your see, wings, Charles. Sims. Let's just see if this butterfly, this caterpillar, turns into a butterfly, or if he just melts inside the cocoon. And if he's just a worm, he might just be a worm. He you might know? just be a worm. You, you never, your, you never he, know. He could have just been one of those caterpillar bugs that turns that curls up in a ball, and we thought he was a caterpillar. Meanwhile, he's just an ugly potato bug. It could be. Those are what they call potato bugs. Uh, yeah, what they're called. I don't know. We touch them and they curl up a little ball. Yeah, you potato roll, bugs. Yep. Flick them like little marbles. Yep. It's, it's animal abuse. That insect is insect abuse. Yeah, you should stop that. I was like, I was my my son freaked out about a spider the other night in his room, and he's like, "Dad, will it, will it hurt me?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Bud." I'm like, "Listen." I'm like, "If a ladybug landed on your arm, would you freak out?" He's like, "No." I'm like, okay, so if a spider's on your arm, you don't freak out too. They're both the same thing. They're a bug. Just one's pretty and one's a hideous look a hideous looking death machine. <laughs> so I was like, he won't how'd, hurt you. How'd that go over? I he took it pretty well. Yeah. Was, he's like, Yeah, I guess you're somewhat right. You know, he's seven, so he's his brain's a little bit more advanced. Yeah. Uh and I told him I was like, you know, a ladybug's just a pretty bug. A spider's absolutely hideous. I hate them, they freak me out too. Um, it's one of the few animal insects I don't mind killing because I like I don't like killing anything. Literally, I don't even like killing bugs. It's, I don't either. I I'm usually... a weirdo like that. I don't. I, like, I think all things deserve to live. I don't like to kill anything. But when it comes to spiders and they're in my house, listen, you're trespassing. You've crossed the line. You've got to die. <laughs> all right, you have got to die. <laughs> my wife thinks it's weird. Sometimes I've taken bugs. I put them on like pieces of paper and let them free outside the house. I do that all the time. Yeah, she's like, you're a weirdo. I'm like, what if what if somebody, what if somebody wanted to smash you? It's okay with that. Spiders, though, they're on the non-exemplist. They get smashed <laughs> immediately. That, that's hilarious. So, do, you, do you also scream like a girl? No offense to you, all you girls out there. No, I don't, honestly, because yeah. they, they gross me out because they're, like, you know, not good looking. But it's more like <laughs> it's uh, I don't scream like a banshee. All right. All right. Because <laughs> they're not good looking. No. <laughs> they're so they're scary. Not, yeah. I don't I, I'm very, very narcissistic uh-huh. uh, and conceited. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> So, so uh, all right, moving on. Um, Charles Sims. Charles Sims. Uh, he's a ladybug. He should be moving on. <laughs> he's also a, he's a ladybug to another to another team next year. So I mean, he's a guy that's you know he's he's not doing bad this year. He's got thirty four receptions. I mean, only two hundred thirty yards and a touchdown in the right system with in the, the right, right system. running back in right. front of him. 
he can be a guy that catches about 55 footballs right. uh, for about 500 receiving yards, which would be a nice flex spot, nice bi-week filler. Right. Guy that gets you through an injury and still score you enough points. Maybe kind of like you know a low-end running back, too. Which again, running back twos are pretty valuable. And he and he like literally, like I said, he's he does free. not have an ADP right now. He's Listen, free. Free ninety nine is a good ninety nine. Yes, it is. Who's next on your list? Um, a little guy that's been emerging here lately. Um, uh, tight end out of Houston, Stephen Anderson. Mentioned this guy two years ago on the podcast. Right. Guy that I liked coming out two years ago in Houston. Um, so now he's finally getting his his shot. Now that basically all the other tight ends are gone forever. Uh, I mean, CJ Fedor is not coming back. That's my initial. That's that's a that yeah. That's originally why I kind of thought of this guy because I think CJ Fedorowitz is done, and Toast. and Steven Anderson has been coming along kind of nice. He put together a really nice game in Week 13, um, scored around 19 points um, on five receptions, 79 yards, and touchdown. Sexy. And, and you know, it's just Ladybug. what it's just one of those things that you know once. Um, Deshaun Watson's back there in a quarterback. I mean, I think the sky's the limit for all these types of really young. And Bill nice O'Brien players. likes to utilize the tight end. Yeah, really like Fedorowicz had some value. Right. They need a tight end there. Obviously, the draft is going to dictate a lot of this for a lot of these players. Everything right. changes after the NFL draft. Everything changes. But today, Steven Anderson has the upside where you mentioned he's free pretty much. He's worth out there going out there and get. Yeah, his ADP is two fifty eight. So I mean, he actually is on the list barely, barely, barely. Let me hold on. Let me go down here. So two fifty eight. He is on here at two. There he is, Stephen Anderson. Two fifty eight. He is behind Tavon Austin. Oh, he's behind Julius Thomas. That's right. a tight end. Okay, that's not. Very... He's not going. I mean, that Julius <laughs> Thomas is going to be gone. Paul Perkins. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Donnell Pumphrey is still getting drafted out of Max Williams. I'm okay with Donnell Pumphrey getting drafted. Him. That's a guy that they drafted. Real small guy. Darren Sproles might be leaving. Might be a guy they want to utilize out there in a passing game. I'm okay with Donnell Pumphrey. He's not crazy. Now, Ricardo Lewis, on the hand, whose hands are single-handedly made of stone, it's a little ridiculous. Ricardo okay? Lewis is terrible. Yes. Yes. Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart shouldn't have ADP. Nobody's drafting. Jo- if you have a dynasty startup, right? Would you draft Jonathan Stewart even in the very last round? And maybe in the very last round. But that would Not be... Not over Steven Anderson, right? And probably. I, oh, I, you're I, a bad dynasty player. No, I mean, yeah, I probably wouldn't draft him. Um, I just I have a soft spot, soft spot in my heart for Jonathan Stewart, but um, uh, so I probably would. Ooh, Rico Gath... Ooh, here's the guy we even talk about. Rico Gathers Ooh. has a tight end value. He's an ADP of 213. He did end the season on IR. He started the season on IR, man. Yeah, and this is the guy that we were talking about big time in the preseason. We did not mention his name in the pre-notes here, but Rico Gathers. That might be a nice buy low with some good upside there in Dallas. He's got super high upside, man. Yeah. I mean, Mm. uh, Jason Witten literally cannot do this for very much longer. I, I feel like I've said that for the past, like, five years. But um, Rico Gathers really flashed in the, in the preseason. So, yeah. You know that would... meme with the guy looking backwards and a girl giving like the dirty look? Uh-huh. They always do those yep. things. It should be uh, it should be Jason Wynn should be giving the guy the dirty look, and it should be uh, the head coach there. What's his face? Garrett. Uh, yeah. 
Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, and it should be Rico Gathers walking by. <laughs> that should be that meme. Ooh. Yeah, I think Rico Gathers is a good buy low. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Put some offers on it. The high, the ceiling is so high. Definitely on that offense. I look for Dallas to dress the wide receiver position in the offseason, whether it be via free agency or the NFL draft. They need something to complement Dez. Uh, I think that would one help Dez, and it would help the Cowboys. I think a young receiver would get in there, and it would help. You know, you have Zeke helps everybody. Absolutely. I think it's to help Rico Gathers. I think it's a really good buy low for the amount of upside that's there. We mentioned him. You were really strong on Rico Gathers. I really, from the I really, really, really like Rico. So I'm surprised he's on your buy low list. I kind of forgot about him, I guess. We'll put it that way. If Matt could forget about him, he could be bought. Exactly. Get out there, put some offers on him. He's super cheap. Last guy on the list, give him to me. Last guy on the list is uh, he has an ADP of 170 right now. Um, Elijah McGuire. I think this guy is really starting to show his chops in the passing game here in the second half of the season. And I think, you know, obviously just due to the age of the guys in front of him, he's going to get a pretty good opportunity next year to show that he's the guy. I could also see them drafting somebody. I can see them drafting somebody too. Doesn't necessarily mean he still can be the passing down back. Right. He'll be the savvy vet there in year two. I don't see Bill Alpal or Matt before taking him back on this roster next year either. Exactly. So I do like the Elijah McGuire pick because you're going to buy him low where he's not going to be super cheap, but he's going to be cheap. Yeah. I mean, I think you can get him for late second round pick, don't you think? I mean, I think you for sure get him for a second. Okay. I'm thinking more of a third. You're thinking more of a third? Yeah, I wouldn't give up a second for Elijah McGuire. I think you. I think in the second round of this draft class for how deep it is at running back, yeah. I think you're going to be able to find somebody kind of like with that kind of upside. All right. So, I guess, it, I mean, let me see how this rookie class pans out. Right, my, it's still pretty early in the process. Like today, you say, hey, give me, I'll give you Elijah McGuire for a second. I'm going to tell you to kick rocks. Okay. If you say, hey, give me a third for Elijah McGuire, which I think is going to be closer to the investment of originally picked anyways, yep. um, I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with giving like whatever I invested or whatever he invested back into it, which is either going to be like a late second, early third. Early third, that's yeah, sure. Um, but again, I even before I commit something like that, I would wait a little bit just because I want to see what the draft class is. For me to get Elijah McGuire, I have to do better than that. I had to go up like a... It had to be like a as of today, and I'd, maybe maybe he's a throw-in type yeah, of guy. I want to I want to do something worse. I want to give up yep. Jordy Nelson and get Elijah McGuire back and a third. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, how many times are we gonna mention Jordy Nelson in trade value? I don't know. I think you hate him right now. I just I you should immediately sell him drastic immediately. Okay. Okay, not immediately because he is value too low. But this offseason, you can make you gotta you gotta use Aaron Rodgers coming back as a selling point. And you got to do it before they cut him, which might be a possibility. I don't know what's guaranteed. You never know. I'd yeah. cut that turd. <laughs> You'd flush that turd. I'd flush that turd so quick. All right. Him and Hugh Jackson both. Oh. Don't so that's that st- for this week. Uh, good luck to everybody in their championship games. Yeah, man. Good luck to you. Good luck to back. you. Good luck to you, sir. Good luck to you as well, sir. Thank you. Thank I would you. love to win four titles this year. That would be cool. That would be a pretty good accomplishment. I would like to just win the one that I'm, I can I can win. But you know yeah. what's good about second place? Still pays out more than you bought in for. It sure does. So uh, I need to win. If I win all four, it'll be a pretty profitable year. I think our dynasty league, the third place, gets their money back, right? Or do in they get superflex? No, in our in our dynasty league. No, in our dynasty league, it's third place gets paid uh, like one fifty. Oh, air hump. Yeah, you you make money. Fourth place gets your money back. Okay, cool. We, oh, so I, either way, I made my money back in that league. Perfect. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, that's uh that league. We've had the same rules where four places get paid out i know in most of our leagues i do 60 30 10 
So. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I'd only get paid if I had third place. Like, no, I well, even ten percent would be a little bit more. Okay. So yeah, good luck to everybody. Hope you guys all win. I'll do my standard tweet out there, retweet if you're a dynasty football champion. So look for that on a early Tuesday morning. Uh, you know, and of course on Twitter, you can follow me at Dynasty Rich. I am at Dynasty Matt. You can follow us at Dynasty Nerds on the website. Make sure you go on the website. I know uh, one of our head writers there, John Dement, has just already started pushing out some great rookie articles, some early scouting reports. So oh, cool. On DynastyNerds.com, for the most part, that's what you're going to be seeing. Lots of Dynasty rookie scouting reports. That's what we're going to be looking for. Um, I think I'm going to try and bring in a couple more writers, too. Uh, if you're interested in scouting rookies and writing articles on them for DynastyNerds.com, hit me up. We'll put, you on, uh, we'll put you on the site. But right now, I know Dement's already put a couple out there You know, on DJ Moore, a couple receivers running back. Uh, for Michigan State as well. So make sure you go to com. If you like the podcast and you want to help us out in a free way, always leave us a rated and a review on iTunes. It always helps. We're up to 415. Nice. Which, uh, so we've, we, we've clearly surpassed 400. And I won't mention it until we get closer to 500, but once we get to 500, I'm going to make a very big deal about it. Uh, so once you get about 470, I'm going to start pushing harder for the 500 rank ratings. It's basically review. in the rearview mirror now at 400. Yeah. I still chat. I still love to read them when you leave a little uh, comment on there. If you want to help the site out financially, of course, you'd always buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Guaranteed to be the most comfortable t-shirt you ever wore in your life. And if you listen, if you want to let people know you're a real true champion, hey, take some of those winnings you got mm-hmm. and buy a Dynasty Nerds champion shirt. It's a Dynasty Nerds shirt. Yeah, we should make a championship t-shirt. We should. I'm a Dynasty champion. Yep. With a logo, like put the logo of the Dynasty Nerds logo on the back of the neck area yeah. right there. Right there. Yeah. And it says, I'm a Dynasty champion. And people don't even know what it means. But the people that do know, they're going to look at you. They're going to be that little, like, that guy there, he's a winner. He's going to get a super high five. He he must. And then you walk by and he sees the Dynasty Nerds logo, and he's like, now I know why. Yeah. Sir, sir, come back here. We should, we should make a Dynasty Nerds uh, poop sandwich. Or, or like, you know. The loser yeah, shirt? Yeah, the loser shirt. Yep. Yeah. I ate the poop sandwich exactly. this year. Exactly. I like, I, am the, a, I like these ideas. I am a walking turd. <laughs> Waiting to be flushed by my fellow comrades. <laughs> and Rich's crystal balls. <laughs> well, that I should have paid more attention to Rich's balls. <laughs> it had the word crystal real small in between there. I should have paid more attention to Rich's balls. But in the mean little spot, says crystal in there. And then your girl like, who's crystal? I like these. I like these ideas. <laughs> we should have a brainstorm should, idea about should, more shirts. Yeah, we should definitely make this happen. I bet people would buy them. I think so. Listen, we sell two t-shirts that pays for the podcast for yep. a month. These are not... Money bangers for us. No, they're not. It's literally keep the site we going. Yep. And, of course, we have a donation page in the page as well. Listen, all contributions that come in here pay our writers and pay for the podcast. We never take a dollar out of the site. It literally keeps the site free. If you enjoy DynastyNerds.com and these podcasts all being free, it's the only way we can do it is from donations from you guys. And, you know, we do have a small group of people that do donate monthly, which is an option. If everybody listens to this podcast and donated a dollar a month, which is, you know, I, I know it might sound like we're begging for money or we're not. But, you know, paying our writers, I want to hire more writers. It costs money. Absolutely. And, you know, I've had no problem over the last three and a half years paying money in my own pocket. But my wife doesn't like it. And listen, I told you what she does with her phone, right? Right. I can't keep this up. <laughs> so, of course, we always appreciate any money that you guys donate. We never take any money for ourselves. It's literally for the website to keep the site free. So if you like what we do and the content, I know Christmas time is here now. So money's a little tight. But maybe you, get, maybe you win a championship. Maybe you give a little back to the nerds. Hey, so, yeah, we don't, again, we don't ask that money for us personally. It's literally for the website to keep you new articles every day, content, all, all things. And we're always thinking of new ways to better DynastyNerds.com as well. But unfortunately, in the real world, a lot of that stuff takes money. 
It does. It, just, it sucks. I wish everything was free like our website, but it's not. You know? I mean, look at Dynasty League Football. We're using our DLF ADP. Their website is absolutely fantastic. These guys do a bang-up job. They're probably number one in the business for a reason. But you got to pay for all their stuff. You sure do. Not saying it's not worth it because they have really great stuff. I mean, they got great guys out there. We, we're free. We are free. We're doing our best with it. So, but we appreciate all you anyways. Yep. So in the meantime, like I said, good luck. We'll be back next week. Um, and until then, hopefully uh, next time I talk to you, I will be a, a four-time champion. And hopefully we'll both be. Well, actually, I already am a four-time champion. But. You lost AB. Uh, did you look at who you're playing? Like, what are you, what are you I haven't I haven't broke down the matchup you haven't yet. Looked? No. I looked at all my matchups, and I'm sure some, so some of you are listening. That's fine. I feel good about every single one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm holding off until probably Wednesday slash Thursday. But I hate to be cocky because when you get cocky, you lose every single Right, time. exactly. There's so, no Thursday football this week, guys. So that's a bonus. Two Saturday games? I think so, yeah, Saturday. Yeah. All that matters is the Dynasty Nerds League. Right on. So if, you, if you're room for me, hope uh, Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon have big games. And Stefan Dix, who plays Saturday. Ooh. God bless America. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays to all and to all a good night. Ditto. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.